It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts on the biggest stories. Welcome back to the NFL Draft. Good young players with the draft all back. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the draft. Defensive line, wide receiver, running back, tackle. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network draft day. In the NFL, first round tonight in Dallas. My name is Sam Ekstrom, covering the Vikings at ZoneCoverage.com on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom. Joined by Sage Rosenfels on Twitter, at Sage Rosenfels18, former Vikings quarterback, former fourth-round pick. 109th pick of the 2001 NFL Draft. And I'm sure we recapped it last year, probably asked you this exact same question, but you know, take us through it again. What was draft weekend like for you? Well, it was different back in that day. I mean, you know, it's recently changed this Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. Back then, it was just a Saturday and Sunday. First three rounds went on uh, on Saturday, and, and four through seven went on Sunday. So, um, you know, I was hoping to be drafted. You know, I was sort of told by a lot of different people, you know, you'll probably go somewhere in the middle of the draft. Uh, you know, third round, fourth round, fifth round. And so it was, you know, it's a long, long day tonight. You know, it's a, it's just first rounder. So for the most of the, you know, guys who are probably third round on, they're not expecting to be picked tonight. So there's not really much pressure uh, even paying attention to it. So on my draft day, being that was three rounds and I was possibly going to be a, a third rounder, man, that was a long day of watching a lot of TV and watching – uh, you know how the how the dominoes fall with different quarterbacks and then different teams and teams that I had worked out for taking guys or not taking guys and and I did not get much sleep on on Saturday night, uh, but when I woke up on Sunday morning and I was driving to my parents' house I got a phone call. Um, shoot, I I probably only had a cell phone for about two years at that time, <laughs> but uh, I was I was uh, walking to my parents' house and I got a phone call from Washington. Uh, and they just asked me if this was the number that I was going to be today, I was going to have today, and I said yes. And, and uh, you know, probably two hours later or something like that, uh, I got a phone call that they were drafting me. Who made the actual call? Was it somebody from the front office? Was it a coach? Was it Dan Schneider? Who made that call? You know, I don't, I don't initially, uh, that initial phone call, which is before sort of the day two of the draft started, I don't recall. I don't think it was anyone, you know, in the higher-ups. I'm sure it was somebody on the lower end of the pecking order of that organization, but, uh, you know, who actually called me, uh, I can't remember, I think Brian Schottenheimer I talked to, I definitely talked to Marty Schottenheimer, talked to both of them, uh, maybe John Schneider, uh, who was basically the GM at that time, now the Seattle Seahawks general yeah. manager, uh, I believe I talked to all three of them on the phone at some point, and, and uh, about, oh, about four days later, uh, I was on an airplane um, flying out to to Washington D.C. for you know a, a sort of a rookie mini camp and and I you know just trying to get uh, try to figure out that West Coast offense which was completely new to me. Well, a lot of lives are going to change tonight, and interestingly enough, I think we established once that you were maybe the the fifth or sixth quarterback taken that year, and that's how many quarterbacks could be taken in the first round tonight. I mean, five for sure, probably with uh, Lamar Jackson and maybe even a sixth 
with Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State. But you've been studying these quarterbacks. That's your area of expertise. The rumor mill is churning. At first, it was Darnold going number one. For a while, it was Rosen. Now it seems like Mayfield might be the number one pick to the Cleveland Browns. What are your instincts say, and who do you think is most deserving, I guess, of that number one pick? Yeah, I can't say I have any actual instincts. You have no idea. You've got not just different players with different attributes, positive and negative. You have different teams who are looking for different players. So I I think there's so much smoke that goes on uh, thrown into the wind. uh, You know, so everybody tries to see who's going to do what and and try to make their guesses, you know, when you're the fourth or fifth person. People try to uh, uh, you know, change things uh, all around, and so I, I, I don't know who's going to be the top guy. I don't think I would pick, pick Baker Mayfield as a top pick in the draft. I mean, I'm, I'm an Iowa State guy. I've been following for, you know, all these years at Oklahoma. He's a great player, uh, but the immaturity stuff, uh, I just, I, I would not uh, put my billion dollar or two or three billion dollar organization in the hands of somebody. Uh, that acted like that uh, on, a, on a college football field and some of the things that he did. Uh, I said he's a ver- really good player, could be a great player. You know, I don't know. Um, I really like I really like Josh Rosen. I, I think Josh Rosen might be the guy early on uh, who could play right away if a team's looking for somebody to play right away. I think Josh Allen has the biggest upside. The kid's extreme, mo- the most talented, and got the biggest arm and the best athlete. Uh, I, I think of the whole bunch, but. You know, there's, I'm sure, some plenty of downside in that. So I, I think it's anyone's guess, and I think we're just going to let this thing play out. I, this probably will be the most interesting first-round, you know, must-watch TV, uh, you know, tonight. Uh, I think that there hasn't been probably a first round that's going to be this exciting. I mean, you're looking at all these mock drafts, and, yeah, you see Jackson coming up in the first round. You're seeing Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State uh, coming up into the first round, and, and, uh, and the Vikings are sitting there. At pick number 30, end of the first round. And so they, they may pick tonight. They may not. This is definitely one of those spots I can see Rick Spielman trading down uh, into the second round to try to recoup uh, and get some more, you know, third, fourth, fifth uh, round draft picks and uh, and acquiring more picks and rather than just that, that end of the first round pick. Well, you know, the teams that are in the best spot here are teams 5 through 10. I mean, Denver, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, Chicago, San Francisco, Oakland. What do they all have in common? They all have a quarterback. You've got, you know, Denver's got Keenum, and I know there's some some talk they might go and get a young guy, but uh, Indianapolis, they've got Luck, Tampa Bay, they've got Jameis, Chicago, Trubisky, San Francisco, Garoppolo. I mean, they, they've got the the pressure off of having to evaluate this quarterback class, whereas your top four picks, Cleveland, New York, New York, and then Cleveland again, they need a quarterback, and there's been some talk, and one report said that Cleveland might even consider taking two quarterbacks. That to me, seems crazy. Do you think that would be a ludicrous decision on the Browns' part, or is that just upping your odds if you take two high-quality quarterbacks in that first round? Well, I thought about I thought about this earlier. I mean, they, they could do something like that, or. Uh, because knowing that they would want to basically sell that quarterback immediately after that, I mean, a trade, you know, a trade that where you pick a player, you know, Kobe Bryant was like that. He was chosen, and it seemed like within hours he was on another another basketball team. And so there's there's different scenarios. That would be a very gutsy move uh, to basically buy a product and immediately hope to sell it somewhere else, or or, or buy two first round quarterbacks and 
hope that one of them is going to be the guy. I think that would be a, a catastrophe, uh, you know, waiting to happen. Because if it doesn't work out, now you've wait, you've wasted a high first round pick. So um, you can. There's all sorts of weird scenarios this year, as you were just sort of pointing out, uh, with with teams that don't need quarterbacks that have uh, a lot of picks early in the first round. You know, they could obviously trade down. There's teams that are looking to trade up. You know, the New England Patriots have a ton of firepower uh, with, with some really high draft picks. Of course, they're, they, for about three or four years now, people have been talking about they're going to need to replace Tom Brady. This might be the year where they do move up and, and get somebody to be the quarterback of the future. They have the firepower to do that, to jump into the top ten. Uh, so it's it's going to be wild. It's going to be interesting. And uh, there's going to be a lot of surprises, I think, that none of us have even thought about uh, at this point. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. Yeah, for sure. Vikings pick way down at 30, and we heard from Rick Spielman in his press conference on Tuesday really saying not a whole lot, saying, oh, we might move up, but we might move back. We might amass a lot of picks. We might have four picks, not really giving us a whole lot of concrete information. But something he did say that I believe and I think was interesting was that he said that the the way this team has to approach the offseason now with all of the big contracts that they're doling out and are still going to give out to some of their core is the key to building this team now is to get guys cheaply through the draft. You need to have these first contract individuals that aren't taking up much cap space and are still contributing. And in that sense, I think you just want to have a lot of picks. I think you want to have 10 draft picks, you know, up your chances of getting five or six contributors and those guys can, can help fill out your roster making, you know, less than a million dollars to me. I would go for quantity, I think. Trust your valuations. Trust your scouting staffs to make good decisions in those later rounds. Which also means they want to pick guys you can probably play right away and not guys that are just major development guys that you know are going to take a couple years. And, you know, when you're talking about, let's say we're talking about offensive linemen, there's two names that I find interesting. One's James Daniels. He's one of the top sort of center guards. Uh, and the reason I like him is he's a University of Iowa guy. Of course, I'm, I'm not a big University of Iowa guy, but I do know if you're an Iowa offensive lineman, uh, and I know Rick Spielman and those guys love drafting Iowa guys. I mean, they've had a lot of luck with a lot of Iowa guys over the years, including guys like Chad Greenaway. Um, those guys are NFL already. They're offensive linemen coming out of the University of Iowa. They run an NFL-type scheme. Uh, Kirk Ferentz is a, was an NFL coach for a long time. So those types of guys can come in and play right away. 
Uh, another pick which I find interesting is a possibility. Another guard would be a big guy named Will Hernandez out of UTEP. He's huge. He's just sort of that massive sort of road grader you know, type of offensive lineman. And I know Tony Sperano, you know, loves those types of guys. You know, you can't really coach size, uh, you know, sometimes. And, and he's just a really, really big human being. Again, another guy that could probably come in and play right away. But I can really see them, uh, you know, going interior offensive line. That's not a sexy pick. It's not an exciting pick. But, uh, you know, those pick, a lot of times those really good players do fall uh, to the end of the first round that you may have thought was going to be a 15 or a, a 20 pick. But, but since they're a center or they're a guard, they're not defensive end quarterback, uh, you know, wide receiver, you know, cornerback. Uh, those, sometimes those guys fall to the end of the first round, and, and you get a really, really good value with a center or a guard. Yeah, with, with all these teams you know, in the NFL today that have young quarterbacks or, or even established quarterbacks that don't have good offensive lines, I, I have a hard time not seeing a run on offensive lineman in this first round because I mean, th- there's just such a – lack of quality offensive line play anymore and you look at a team like Seattle that's got a phenomenal quarterback but they haven't really protected him the last couple of years the value that these teams have in quarterbacks you have to protect them you absolutely have to so I I'm expecting a lot of quarterbacks to go and a lot of offensive linemen to go in this first round and the Vikings are in an odd situation and they're going to have to make a quick decision because it's possible that there could be, you know, three linemen go off the board, 27, 28, 29, and then then what do you do? Do you tr- do you force the pick? Do you try to get a lineman who might not have been your favorite? Or do you try to get a better player at a different position? You know, which way would you go there, Sage? You know, I, I'm all about play, taking players that you need. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, uh, best player available, but I look at my roster and go, okay, what what do we need to fill in these spots, especially in those first couple of rounds where you, you hope first and second rounders, even third third rounders can play, maybe not start, but at least play uh, a role, you know, in, in, their, in their rookie season. So I'm looking for guys to play. You know, I'm also looking for players who, let's just say you have somebody, and let's say an Anthony Barr, somebody coming up, on a big contract extension and you're sort of, you know, should we extend this guy? You know, Trey Wayne's is one of those guys. Should we extend this guy or should we not extend this guy? Do we really want to pay him 10, uh, $12 million a year? Is he really, you know, worth that huge contract extension? We like him, but we don't absolutely love him. And he's going to demand a lot of money. Do you draft the guy, even though you have, you know, two, uh, you know, first round corners, two good corners right now, do you draft a guy like that's a corner knowing that, you know what? They'll sit behind Trey Waynes for a year. We're just going to let Trey walk in free agency. Then we'll have this guy step into his place. So there's there are different scenarios of actually drafting players or, that are actually a, a strength right now, uh, but uh, a, a spot where you think that you may want to let a guy walk in free agency. The Vikings do tend to draft for need. As much as they like to say they are best player available, it, it seems to always coincide Every year, you know, they needed a running back last year to replace Adrian Peterson. They got one. They needed a big wide receiver. They got Treadwell. They needed a cornerback. They they took Trey Waynes. There's not there haven't been too many surprise selections by the Vikings uh, under Rick Spielman. I am fully expecting offensive line tonight. And Spielman reinforced my decision when on Tuesday he got up there and was was trying to to spin the message that we, we might not take offensive line guys. There's a lot of other options. Well, he has to say that. He doesn't want teams to to peg the Vikings as this needy team so that they then jump them and try to take the Jaguars pick or take the Steelers pick and then sneak in in front of the Vikings. I, 
I strongly believe the Vikings go offensive line in this first round. I'll give you my guy, Billy Price. Billy Price out of Ohio State. He played with Pat Elfline two years ago. Elfline was the center. Price was the guard. Then when Elfline left, Price moved into center and took Elfline's place. Both Elfline and Price in back-to-back years won the Remington Award or the Remington Trophy, which is given to the nation's best center. And I think the Vikings uh, tend to like to pair up old teammates. I think they've got kind of a proclivity to draft guys from the same school. And I think Billy Price should be the Vikings selection at number 30. Uh, that's what I'm going to stamp in. I like that idea, and you know, especially since they had such great luck with Elfline. Uh, then he goes here right back to the same spot. He was you know, coached by the same guy in college, and, and they've got a rapport together. They can come in and work together right away. Again, it's a spot where a rookie could come in, have somebody else uh, that he knows very, very well, teach him the ropes and get him to understand the offense right away. As I said, they already had luck with Elfline, so you try to go two for two in that situation. It is a position you know, of need, and, uh, and I think they like Big Ten guys. And just in general, I've always thought – Spielman likes Big Ten guys. You know, he's sort of a Big Ten guy himself. And so, um, yeah, that, that, that's a good spot. Another spot to think about, and maybe not in the first round, but maybe in the second, third third round, would be maybe interior defensive line. I, I can see them, again, a spot they went out and got Sheldon Richardson, but, I, again, a spot where they could uh, uh, you know, try to bolster that spot. I, I just know, you know Zimmer just loves offensive linemen, defensive linemen. He knows that. A lot of games are won in the trenches, uh, and they should draft accordingly. If things went poorly with offensive line, if a whole bunch of them got taken in this first round, it wouldn't shock me if they went defensive tackle tonight with pick number 30. I know Maurice Hurst is uh, a great possibility there. He does have a potential heart issue, which is very secretive. Not a lot of people know the information on that, which could cause him to fall, but if he's deemed to be healthy, uh, he could be a really a big playmaker, another Big Ten guy from Michigan, Maurice Hurst. That's a name to look out for. I know the Star Tribune did a mock draft with Ben Gessling, the Vikings beat writer, and he predicted that the Vikings would take Maurice Hurst. Keep a listen out for that name. I'd keep an eye on a, a pass-catching tight end also in this draft with the Vikings. I think they're maybe looking for another guy. Uh, DeFilippo used three tight ends last year in, in Philadelphia. I can see them going, you know, you know, tight end, especially a guy who's really fast. Rudolph, I think, is a very good player, but he just doesn't have that blazing down the field speed, uh, and that might be a position uh, that they uh, that they go after too. Well, would you like to lock in on one name, Sage, so that you could potentially sound very smart <laughs> when we have our show tomorrow? I'm going to go with that James Daniels. I don't know if he'll last down the 30, and I don't think they're Vikings. I, don't, I do not see them trading up. That's one thing I don't see the Vikings doing. I don't see them trading up, at least not very far. I think they really uh, like having these fourth, fifth, sixth rounders, and I don't think he wants to waste one by just moving up three or four spots. But if James Daniels does fall to 30, uh, I, I can see the Vikings picking him, an offensive lineman, offensive guard from the University of Iowa. Yep, I like that pick a lot. I'm going to go with Billy Price, and I, but I do think that it's far more likely that the Vikings would move back to like 33 or 34 and maybe try to get that fourth-round pick that, again, they are lacking. I think the Vikings have a, a significant gap in their draft picks between pick 94 and pick 167. They have no picks, so that's like a 73-pick uh, drought 
that they currently have right now. I think they might try to get somebody in that fourth round, and they might have to trade back in order to get that draft capital. So Sage goes with James Daniels. I go with Billy Price. Our official draft predictions, that will start at 7 o'clock tonight. Vikings probably pick at like 10 p.m. if they pick. I hope you can stay up late, Sage, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow about hopefully a Vikings first rounder. Should be a lot of fun. The carnage that comes out tomorrow or that comes out tonight I said that we will discuss tomorrow will be a lot of fun. I'll be awaiting your uh, your knee-jerk evaluations on everybody's draft grades, Ds and Fs. Yes, I, I love it. I love you know the first-round pick. He's a, he's a, that's an A grade, second. This, yeah, I, love, I love all the grades that immediately occur uh, at the, the, you know, hours after the draft. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it really is, as if anybody can really, really know what's going to happen. Uh, he's Sage Rosenfels. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Draft day in the NFL. We'll talk to you tomorrow to react to all of it on Locked On Vikings. Welcome back to the draft. Defensive line, wide receiver, running back, back on quarterback. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Lockdown Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Lockdown Wild to your device every day.